0: Of Broncos country welcome back to the Broncos podcast network and YouTube for the latest episode of Broncos now as always I'm your host Sydney Jones and coming up on today's episode we'll take a look at the team's decision to pick up Jerry Judy's fifth year option plus the Broncos added to their defensive line room we'll find out who and more coming up Joining me here inside the Broncos podcast studio for today's episode is Broncos lead writer Eric Delala. Eric, thanks for joining the show today. How's it going?
1: It's going really nicely. Good. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, of course. Finally recovered after a draft weekend, feeling
1: <laughs> yeah. a, little, a little bit better. Yeah, not uh, a ton of picks, but there was yeah. a lot of excitement on uh, on day two of the draft in particular. Nice to get to talk to a few of those guys and and see how the the class came together. We'll be looking forward to to meeting them at person in person at some point.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, Eric, as you know, it's been kind of a slow week here, but a couple interesting things to talk about today. First off, I know the Broncos exercised Jerry Judy's fifth-year option. General Manager George Payne, he said all along that, you know, they really liked Jerry and wanted him to be here, but they got the deed done on Monday. What would you think about that decision?
1: Yeah, I mean, I liked it. It went along with what George Payton, Sean Payton, has said all along. Mm-hmm. They wanted Jerry Judy here. He wasn't going anywhere. Obviously, a lot of teams called about him. Um, there were reports about that. as as far back as March and uh, they continued really during the draft, but it was clear the Broncos see him as a piece of the future here. Uh, So now under contract through 2024 Mm -hmm. uh, on his rookie deal, after you pick up that option there uh, from a financial standpoint, a reasonable number. Um, But then also just, you have a guy now that really played well down the stretch. And if you look at how he compares to some of the league's top receivers, if you look at that final five week stretch, Jerry Judy was right up there. I think sixth maybe in receiving yards. uh, I believe fourth in receptions. Um, He he was right up there. He's a guy that through his first uh, three seasons, He's, I believe he's played 41 career games, Mm -hmm. if I'm I'm remembering correctly. He's right up there in terms of some of the most productive receivers in team history. And so it's easy to look at Jerry Judy and say, okay, well, you expect a lot, right, of the 15th overall pick, and you want a lot, and it hasn't always hand out because he dealt with some injuries a couple Mm -hmm. of years ago. Um, Obviously his rookie year, just some kind of getting into the league struggles, but he really turned it on at the end of last year. And the hope is with Sean Payton, that he'll be able to know how to use Jerry Judy, how to put him in position to succeed. And Mm -hmm. the thing I like about Jerry is that you've got a lot of different receivers on this team, right? You've got Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick who are, are big guys. You've got Marvin Mims. Now who's a fast guy. Um, Jerry Judy, He just kind of has this it factor about him where he He can get open. um, He can make plays down the field, but also can make plays kind of in traffic, quickly gain separation from the defender. He just does things that I don't think anybody else in the receiving Mm -hmm. core really does. And so – He's
0: definitely different. Exactly.
1: So to keep him here is a big deal. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens kind of long-term. You know, does he get extended, all that. Those are things that will be decided – down the road, mm-hmm. but um, to know that you have Jerry Judy here for at least two more years, it's a great thing.
0: Yep, definitely a good move by the Broncos. You know, Eric, the team also announced this week that they've added a defensive lineman as part of the NFL's player, international player pathway program. Hagai chisholm debussy kind of difficult, debussy of Nigeria, he was allocated to the team. What do you know about him?
1: Yeah, it's kind of a cool story. So the international player pathway program mm-hmm. started back in 2017, and essentially what they do is they give players from um, different countries the opportunity to compete for a roster spot. And so, um, you know, this year there's a lot of players from Nigeria, but there's also players from uh, Europe, from Australia. And um, with Hagai in particular, mm-hmm. I believe he played basketball and soccer growing up. And, you know, American football was not something that they had the infrastructure there right. for. Um, and so he discovered the game watching YouTube and saw um, that, decided he wanted to play football, mm-hmm. started kind of going through some of the drills he found online, yeah. had a group of friends <laughs> he did this with. And then there was a essentially like an academy or a camp that was put together um, in Africa by O.C. Uminora, former Giants player, yeah. obviously won a Super Bowl there with mm-hmm. them, uh, great pass rusher. He held a camp in Africa for some of these kids to get some more exposure. Um, and a guy was able to go to that, impressed kind of the group there. He then oh. went to a camp in London that was run by the NFL, mm-hmm. impressed more people there, got a chance to come to the NFL's uh, Player Pathway Program, at which point a year ago, at this point, he was um, assigned to a Cardinals. And so he, he played there um, And spent some time with them in the offseason, I believe, played in one preseason game before he was waived uh, and then went through it again this year. And Mm -hmm. so essentially in the final stage of this program, there were 13 guys that uh, they go through the process. It's less about, like, lifting and running and more about understanding football, kind of on-field things and getting you ready at the IMG Academy in Florida. They then had a pro day. The Broncos were able to go down there and watch um, Mm -hmm. a guy. And then you, you kind of, I think, rank which players you want to be allocated. One player um, was allocated to each AFC West team, and I believe NFC North is the other division. Okay. And so all that to say, he's here now. Right. Uh, played offensive line a year ago, but is going to play defensive line for the Broncos. A oh. big guy, Sydney, 6'7", yep. 323. Really big. Uh, so really big, but mm-hmm. I think they like his potential there. And Definitely. the cool thing is, is right now, he doesn't count against the 90-man roster limit. So you don't have to oh. worry about, um, you know, are you using this spot for somebody that could potentially make the team? Right. I think the NFL understands this is a developmental sort of From position, um, and it gives him a chance to, to learn, to work with the team without kind of feeling maybe the pressure of having to keep that roster spot. Yeah. Once we get to the season and you cut down to 53, then he would count against the 53. But, mm-hmm. another but if cl-
0: he makes the team.
1: Yeah, so if he makes a then team, that'd be great. That of course, if he doesn't make the team and clears waivers, right. then you can bring him back to the practice squad, and again, he would not count against the practice squad. Oh, okay. And so, um, my understanding is he did not stick on with Arizona last year, but mm-hmm. uh, potentially a position change could help him here, and uh, it'll be cool to see. I mean, it just what a, yeah. a great experience. Um, I know you put together the the call that he, uh, had with Darren Muji and, and some of the Broncos, uh, you know, defensive line coach, Mm -hmm. Marcus Marcus Dixon. Dixon. So, um, you could tell the emotion he had and just to come from a place where maybe he thought he'd never get the opportunity to play American football and that is now with his second NFL team, just a really cool sort of deal. So, uh, excited to meet him when he gets out here. He's eligible to join the Broncos at their rookie mini camp and, uh, Oh, I'm sure he'll make the most of this opportunity.
0: Yep. You could tell in that video that the team's excited to have him here too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, Eric, I know you wrote an article on DenverBroncos.com about ESPN's Todd McShay. You know, he identified cornerback Riley Moss as the Broncos' you know best value pick in this year's draft. What do you think kind of went into that decision for him?
1: Yeah, well, um, only five picks, so, well, <laughs> so yeah, it makes yeah. it a little bit...
0: Uh, less to choose from. Yeah,
1: less to choose <laughs> from. But he, he did say the Broncos made some good selections, and mm-hmm. I think Riley Moss... Um, just his ability to make plays on the ball. We've seen him right. intercept a lot of passes, I think three pick sixes of at least 30 yards at Iowa. Um, he just seems to have a knack for making those plays. Yeah. And so I think McShea kind of looked at that playmaking ability, um, where they were able to get him in the third round, even though you do give up a third rounder next year, right. um, and saw that value for the Broncos. And he's a guy that, you know, Sean Payton said he's going to play corner, but McShay looks at him and says, okay, well, if he needs to, and Sydney, we sit here in, in May and we talk so much about, oh, here's where this guy's going to play, here's where this guy's right. going to play. When you get to the season and injuries happen, you have to start moving people around, and it gets a little um, – it's just not as perfect sometimes as you want right. it to be. So McShay thinks that he could also play nickel if he needs to. He could also play safety, safety? if he needs to. Yeah. So some versatility there. Definitely. And, um, yeah, I mean, if he ends up being a – We'll have to see what happens. Maybe he tries right. to push Damari Mathis for a starting job. Maybe he's a reserve player near mm-hmm. one. We'll have to see kind of uh, where that goes. I have a hard time believing he's going to push PS2 for a uh, first all pro spot, but Can't imagine. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but so, you know, either way, if he's able to be um, CB2, CB3, even CB4, right. it's a spot that the Broncos needed Neat, for some sure. depth at. And uh, so, yeah, if he's able to make a big contribution, there's certainly value there.
0: Yeah, definitely agree. Last but not least, Eric. Um, It was announced on Thursday that Demarius Thomas was elected to the Georgia Tech Sports Hall of Fame. And of course, this comes a week after being inducted to the Colorado Sports Hall of Fame here. I mean, another well-deserved honor for him.
1: Yeah. And, you know, obviously now it's kind of as much about uh, remembering his legacy and uh, for his parents as anything else. And. You know, we spoke with his mother, Katina Smith, at the Colorado Sports Hall of Fame, and she said one thing Demarius said a lot was mm-hmm. when his career ended, he didn't want to be forgotten. And yeah. so when you go into the Colorado Sports Hall of Fame, when you go into the Georgia Tech Sports Hall of Fame, those are, are ways for people to remember you. Absolutely. And he had an incredible year, uh, incredible career mm-hmm. at Georgia Tech, I believe his, his senior year, 1,100 yards. Um, averaged more than 25 yards a catch, I believe. Wow. Uh, Georgia Tech won an ACC championship. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had a big time impact and a team that didn't throw the ball a ton, but when they did, you knew it was going down the sideline into yeah. Marius Thomas, and he was going to catch the ball and and make a big play. Um, you know, he ranks in the top ten in nearly every receiving category in Georgia Tech history. Um, and he made a name for himself there became a first round pick that the Broncos selected and obviously yeah. we all know what he did here mm-hmm. so yeah happy for uh for T's memory to kind of live on and and for his parents and, and those that that know him and care about him to to feel that that love and recognition as well
0: yep you said it definitely a great way for his legacy to live on yep well, we should have another couple exciting weeks here. I know head coach Sean Payton said rookie minicamp will be in the next couple weeks or so, and I know it's been reported that the schedule release might be next week.
1: That's so, exciting. The schedule's is my favorite. Can't I wait. know it
0: is. <laughs> well, Eric, appreciate your time. You got it. And the Broncos veteran additions have their new numbers. Take a look. To name a few, quarterback Jared Stidham will wear number four. Wide receiver Marquez Calloway will wear 11. Punter Riley Dixon, 19. Running back Samaje Pirine, 25. Tackle Mike McGlinchey, 69. Guard Ben Powers, 74. Tight end Adam Troutman will wear 82. Tight end Chris Mannerts will wear 84. And defensive end Zach Allen will wear 99. Plus defensive tackle DJ Jones will now wear number 93 after wearing 97 his first season here with the Broncos. Well, that'll do it for today's episode of Broncos Now. Broncos Country, thanks so much for tuning in. I'll meet you right back here on the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube next week for another episode. See you all then.